If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minchis, and I can't wait to dive into today's show because I have the very amazing Kathy Paper with Rock Paper Star Inc. I'll tell you about Kathy in a moment, but first, I just want to welcome her to the Double Your Sales Now show. Oh, thank you, Ursula. I'm so psyched to be on this call with you today, and hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I never know where the conversations are going to go because we're just hanging out. It's like we're having a cup of coffee at a cafe. So I'm excited to see what comes through today and what you share. So, but before I tell you all about the amazing Kathy paper, I want to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor is Ellie Strombach. She's with Wintrust Mortgage and she's a loan specialist. And so she's sponsoring our show today. And, you know, this is what Ellie shared with us. She said, you know, buying your first home is one of the most exciting events in your life, but without a proper plan in place, it can turn into a very stressful experience. But at Wintrust Mortgage, Ellie brings her 20 plus years of mortgage experience to help guide her clients through the process of owning their first home. Have you ever worked with someone who you just knew they loved their profession and it showed with every step? Well, Ellie is that person. I can definitely tell you she cares about her clients. She She's super easygoing. She's really cool. She's nice. And she answers all your questions. Her motto is knowledge is power. And she works diligently to empower her clients every step of the way, even in this very interesting real estate market. And Wintrust Mortgage is a full service mortgage company lending in all 50 states from the purchase of a new home to a cash refinance or a rental property. And you can reach Ellie at her cell phone, 612-802-6719 her email is estromback at wintrustmortgage.com and her website is Ellie and I'll spell it S-T-R-O-M-B-A-C-K.com, elliestromback.com. So I want to thank Ellie again for sponsoring the show today. And with that, let me tell you about Kathy Paper. She is the founder of Rock Paper Star Inc., a boutique consulting firm specializing in coaching, marketing, and promotion for business owners. Kathy has coached executives at Wow, Best Buy, Paramount Pictures, John Deere, and Apple, as well as many Minnesota-based privately held 
health companies and service firms. Leaders learn how to use the paper process, which she'll tell us a little bit about at the end, to build their buzz, save time, and increase results through relationships and networking. Kathy is also a national speaker, a columnist for the American City Business Journals, a winner of NABO Vision Award. We love NABO here, by the way, and Minnesota Business Real Power 50 and a former Minnesota State Tennis Doubles Champion, which is really cool. I didn't know that about you, Kathy. I used to play doubles. I didn't make it to state. We almost made it to state one year, but... Well, good. Let's uh, play. (laughs) I haven't picked up a racket in a while. It might be kind of ugly, but that would be fun. So let's dive in. I'm thrilled to have you. I know you've helped many, many business owners grow their businesses, but let's go back. So when you first launched your business, before you had all this amazing success, what limiting beliefs did you have about selling, if any? Do you remember what those might have been? And how did they show up for you? Oh, I totally remember them. And in fact, it's sort of like um, they haunt you sometimes. They creep back (laughs) in and out. So when I wrote them and you said, you know, looking back, I'm like, wait, I still have some of these sometimes. And you and your events have really helped me crack them. When I first started my business 10 years ago, my limiting beliefs were that sales, that I wasn't very good at it, that this was a piece that, you know, I'm a creative person. I'm not into sales. I had come out of a corporate job. I knew I wanted my own business for my flexibility. I also thought that sales that was like, it was really personal for me, like, oh, I'm not worth it. You know, that how could I play sort of big enough? And Mm -hmm. I would sort of look at other people and be like, wow, how can they do it? And what if I sell this and I can't deliver it? So I had kind of beliefs really crippling me at every step of the way. And, you know, just kind of the wrong mindset about what sales was until, I mean, a little bit until I started thinking, you know, I got to think about this as I'm helping people with what I have to offer. But it took a lot of work and coaching. And still, you know, this is why I'm, I'm like, I'm so glad to be here talking because you really gave me a great framework to sustain. And it's funny you mentioned the tennis right away, Ursula. Yeah. Because tennis, like I'm a tough competitor. I love to play the game and I love to compete and I'm really good under pressure, but somehow sales, I just couldn't get in that mindset. And it was, as I said, really personal. And I'm like, oh, I'm just not that good. And, you know, tennis, I just never really thought about where I was. I just wanted to win. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to play the game. And so my limiting beliefs, again, I could go on for the whole call, but we don't want to talk about that. (laughs) You know, no, well, we do actually, we do. We'll come back to that. So for you, it was just believing in yourself and really being willing. And you said something important, which is that the limiting beliefs still come up. I don't care how long we've all been in business. Like some things could still pop up or old stuff might come up. So we'll come back to that. So Kathy, I want you to think back, you've been in business 10 years, Do you remember the moment when, because we've all had a double, if we've stayed in business for more than a year, we've all had a double or we would have gone out of business at some point. But when you doubled your sales for the first time, do you remember that moment? What was that like for you? And also after you doubled your sales, what did you believe about sales and selling then? Well, you know, when I first doubled, and it's funny because I remember walking into one of my coach's offices and handing her a check that somebody had just written me for $25,000 and saying, like, I can't believe this just happened. And she's like, well, of course it is. Nobody but you can pitch that far, you know, like that big. And so when I doubled, what, what happened was I realized all I'm doing is writing bigger proposals and doing higher volume. And Wow. Well, so I... It d- What you just said to me about in your doubling sales, like I hadn't thought about it. 
I really hadn't thought about it. I have never been great at numbers and paying attention to them. But when I did double, when you asked me that question, I remember walking into her office and showing her this and seeing, going kind of like, see? And I handed her the check. And it was more about that I had just got the check from somebody, not that I had doubled the sales. Like I still didn't even really know what I was doing. I wasn't paying attention to all the numbers. But I remember that feeling because I marched into her office because I was like, I can play with these people. Like I can do this. So it gave you that confidence to know that this is possible. You did it. And also you were kind of alluding to something about, yes, the numbers were just bigger. And it sounds like, and you were serving at a higher level. Was there something in there about what your new belief became after you doubled your sales? Yes. I really started to have a little bit more, not a little bit more. I started to have confidence that what I was selling and the work that I was doing to help authors promote their books and manage their process all the way through from speaking to products to implementation, I started to have confidence that like, this is helpful for them. You know, this is serving a good purpose where I used to be like, oh, anybody can do this kind of dismissive of things, I started to Mm -hmm. be a little bit more concrete and again, less personal about it and sort of thinking things like, you know what, I call it sort of my sassy attitude. And I used to be like, okay, you know what, this is not worth my time and not in an abrupt way because I'm a big believer in customer service, but more in a, you know what, I've got something to offer to help them that will move them further. And so you really got that at a deep level that this is making a difference. I can charge the higher prices. And I'm curious about that. So maybe during that time frame, or even throughout the business, but when you look back on the last 10 years, whether it's just sales or business growth, what's the number one limiting belief you feel like you changed about yourself or about being in business that allowed you to continue to have the success that you're having today? Well, it's funny because I wondered if we would talk about this, that I feel like my business has been a bit of a roller coaster you know, kind of ups and downs. And I can directly correlate it to that. Now I say things to myself, like I am talented and that I really believe in that what I have to offer my clients is going to help them and it's worth them investing the money in it. And if they don't want to do that, you know, then I'm not right for you. And I think about it of that a brand has sort of a higher end and maybe they have a entry level and I have, mm-hmm. you know, higher end ways people can work with me and I have entry levels. And if you know what, if it's not right for you, then, you know, find all the free information online about how to launch a book, you know, and that's okay. Right. I love the I am statement. That is so powerful. I am talented. And just, you know, saying those things to yourself are very empowering. So you went from a place of wondering, you know, maybe not quite believing in yourself the way you wanted to, to today, you can say easily, I am talented. I know my products and services make a difference and you're not attached to the outcome. If it's not a fit, it's not a fit. I mean, it takes time to get there. And I think people, especially when we are the business or we are part of the product or delivery service, I mean, it's easy to take things very personally, but you've gotten to that point where it's just this knowing of, yeah, I can make a difference and I'm talented and I believe in what I do. And you mentioned the roller coaster piece. So I have to go back to that because of course, we're going to talk about that. You know, we often have listeners who share that what they love most about this show is what people did when they wanted to give up or when they wanted to quit. So Kathy, looking back at the last 10 years, on the down part of the roller coaster, was there ever a time when you wanted to give up, just throw in the towel, just be done with it? And if so, what did you do about it? Well, for sure. You know, I'm not opposed to telling the ride master, let me off the ride, you know, a little screaming. 
let me off. I can't do all of this. This is sort of more than I signed up for. I make a lot of lists, you know, so, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I both allow myself kind of to go into that, you know, what is it? Did a project just not go really well? Or am I not closing the kind of projects that I would like? Or am I not marketing? So I would both go into, you know, being discouraged, but being fact based about it. You know, of like, well, why is this, why is this so bad? Why does this feel so icky? And try to figure out, was I not trying to find the right clients? I would go so far as thinking, okay, I'm done in this way of what can I do differently? You know, I never really started thinking, okay, I'm going to start looking for a job, but I would always, you know, when I get sort of down, I'm like, you know, what can I do? Who can I either talk to that can help me sort out the pieces or how can I put different structure together or how can I reach out? So I sort of, when you get to the down, you know, I know enough to know it always comes back up. I've figured out ways to sort of ride it. So I'm a huge fan of Elle Woods and Legally Blonde and I love how she (laughs) raced off to go get her nails done. And, you know, I am good friends with the woman, Titi, who runs Serenity Nails. She's an amazing businesswoman. And, you know, she owns two different businesses. And I'll run in there and sort of say, hey, you know what? This is what's going on. Or, you know, you got to find your people to help you get back to that confidence place. And that's why, you know what, if you said you like doubles, to me, playing doubles is about, you know, do I have somebody that I can talk to that can say, you know what, you can get through this. Here's what you need to do. Go back, focus on the basics of, you know, you need more marketing or revisit your proposals or things like, you know, I was five years into my business. I had never written one case study about what I had done. Mm. And, you know, and I started to realize I should do the case study, not just for my clients, but for my own sense of victory and accomplishment and not in a boastful way, but just in a, you know what? Yeah, I figured this out. Like I've come a long way in 10 years. So it's reminding yourself of how far you've come. And also you talked about just the importance of having people in your circle. I love that, you know, this woman who owns the nail salon, do you get your nails done while you're there? I do. I do. Good. Okay. Of course. Good. <laughs> of course. I'm totally into the gel, you know, and so now I'm into the gel and, and I'm not, and you know, for anybody knows me, I'm a little bit of a tomboy, but I like the, you know, there's something about you look down and you're like, oh, these are in control, you know, like I can do this. And I once had a speaker coach tell me that it's all about hands feet and jewelry for female speakers. And I was like, okay, well I can cover those bases. So <laughs> anyway, awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're going to keep going. So I have this visual of you now taking that $25,000 check and going and showing it to your coach. So here's what I'm curious about. When you made that leap, because it sounds like that was a quantum leap in your sales and you doubled your business and then you kept growing from there. What are the top two sales strategies that you used to double at that point? Do you remember? At that point, it was figuring out what could I replicate? So my proposals and the work that we would do for clients for a three to six month period, I tried to figure out how can I replicate it? How can I do it faster? You know, it's like, you know, making things get done faster. I was thinking, you know, also to Ursula, because, you know, as I said, I probably when I came and met you and started to, I was in kind of the low of the roller coaster and in the two strategies I've got and learned from you were one, go walk into the conversation with a proposal. And that's been huge for me because I would get 
into these conversations and authors, you know, really want to tell you about their book. And I would get very excited about what they were doing and how we could market because I'm a, a can-do kind of person. And you saying go in with the proposal made me able to have the conversation where it was all about, let's get to work on this, pick these options. And so that was one of my strategies that has helped me really, really double and expand. And then the second thing is a strategy on follow-up. You know, I'm not the most organized person, despite making a lot of lists, but making sure that I'm following up. So anybody that's in my database or has connected with me or requested information, am I following up? Do I have a system for, you know, follow up from anywhere from three months to three years? People come back. All my business comes from referrals or online. And that was a really good you know, I used to get discouraged about follow-up, and now I'm back and make it not competitive, but just, you know what? Okay, so you're not ready. You know, I talked to a guy last week. He's not ready right now. He and his business partner, they have way too much consulting, and I just put a little ticker right there. Is, you know what? I said, I'll call you in a year, okay? And I used to be afraid to make those calls. Like, okay, he didn't like me. He didn't want to do the business with me. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'll call you in a year. Brilliant. Yeah. That one piece of being prepared and having the proposal, because we can spend so much time going back and forth. And I love that, especially authors when they're excited. I'm sure you get excited about their stories and where they want to go. But ultimately, you're there to serve them by helping them take the next step with their book marketing and what are you going to do and helping them make a decision. So, you know, a client who must have heard me say it 10 times and then finally heard me say that and went out and implemented that one strategy and all of a sudden her sales like tripled because she said, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe how many sales I closed this week. I showed up with the proposal ready to go. So thank you for sharing that. We haven't talked a lot about that on this show yet. But for those who are listening, you know, if you're in whatever kind of sales you're in, you know, show up with the intention to serve and to help your client or your prospect, I should say, make a decision. And if they don't make a decision in that moment, you know, schedule the next time you're going to talk to them, especially if you've had a deep conversation conversation and they have to think about something, get that next appointment on the calendar. That also will help you double your sales pretty quickly. The second thing, following up. I know we've heard this, like we've heard it a million times in a million different scenarios, but just, I love what you just said, like really putting it on the calendar to make that follow up and putting some kind of system in place. You know, and if you don't have a CRM, I tell all of our listeners, there's a free one called Zoho.com. It's free for the first users. I don't get anything. You know, they're not a sponsor of ours or anything, but I do recommend them because it's free. So it's an easy way to at least get set up with some way to continue to follow up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy, for reminding well, us of those things. Well, thank you. Because you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to connect it to the limiting belief too, Ursula, because I think I had always thought if I go in to sell with somebody with a proposal, I look pushy that I thought it was too forward or that they were going to think it was wrong. And I just had a meeting with Thrivent and I went in with the proposal and I said, you know, I'm just going to take a few guesses of, I think these are some of the things that you need in your organization and what you had told me. And he looked at me and he paused and he goes, this is great. And I said, what? And he's like, this is great. And five years of people coming in to talk to me, I've never had anybody come in with a proposal. This is so helpful. I want you to talk to X, Y, and Z at the regional level. And it was amazing. And I did, I asked him because he was so open about it that to me, it was for confidence for me of this works for him. It's not pushy, it's productive. And that was a big shift for me. So I can't thank you enough for that strategy because I feel way better. I'm so glad. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. And, you know, just showing up with that. And I've always said this, for those of you who are in corporate sales, 
you know, people who are in corporations, they're just as busy as we are as business owners. They don't have a lot of time. And so when someone shows up, a sales professional or a business owner who's super prepared, ready to go, has the suggestions, ready to solve their problem, they are elated. And if you follow up multiple times, they'll be glad. I mean, I've shared the story in Selling with Intention that I had a sales rep who followed up with a corporation probably a hundred times. And then he finally sent her a cactus and then she finally called him back and he landed a huge contract. But that never would have happened if he wouldn't have continued to believe in himself and believe in the process of following up. If people really don't want what you have, they'll tell you and that's fine. Good. Then you know. So either you get a yes, a no, or a next step. So Mm -hmm. Kathy, I want to give you some time. I know you're an expert in both networking and book marketing and we've got time here. So I want you to share two to three strategies or whatever you want to share in this area on how you support your clients and what you teach them to grow their businesses or to have excellent book launches or whatever it might be that you want to share. Okay, great. Well, I'd love it because I think, you know, one of your other lines that I love is that money likes a plan. So I know my numbers now and I pay attention to them and I put them on my calendar every month and, you know, I'm having fun with the math of the sales process. And I love that. And book marketing is very much the same way of having a bit of a formula. So for people that are thinking of launching a book or that have launched a book, there's a formula to it. And I have a workbook and products that people can use on their own if they don't want to work with us where I take them through sort of the 220 steps to be able to launch your book. So just yesterday we were meeting with a woman. This is her second book coming out. They had done the first book. They've sold over a thousand copies, which 80% of authors sell under a thousand copies. And all my clients have sold over a thousand copies of books because it's playing the game of how do you launch the books and how do you find your right customers. Anyway, we made a plan so that now she can see what needs to happen for the next 91 days. What is it that she needs to do? How does she mine her network? Where does PR fit into it? Where does social media fit into it? And the first thing she needed to do was to set a launch date to anchor it. So October 5th, there will be a date. And then she can build backwards from that. So really, excuse me, with marketing, it's having that plan and pulling your resources and getting your network around you, whether they're online or offline, to help you expand and promote your book and and help you do the selling. And people are excited for you. And often the author gets so close to their book that they think, again, limiting belief. I'm inconveniencing them. or Why would they want another book? And I tell my authors, you have to love your book. It's your baby. You should like your cover. You should like everything about it. You know, make sure you have people helping you make it really good and then go promote it. You know, you can send four to six emails to your network about a book and you're not bugging them. They know you're going to market it to it. So don't think, oh, I'm going to send one and they'll all buy it. You know, send them for, ask them to help you, you know, let them mail to your list. So those are some book marketing tips. Any questions, Ursula? Because I know you got another book coming out. So... Oh my gosh, it makes my head hurt just thinking about <laughs> so many things to do. I love that you have 220 steps. I mean, you like are so thorough in this process. And the fact that all of your authors have sold over a 1000 books and just how you support them. And we have a lot of people in our community who are in this space who I'm sure would love to connect with you and need your help. I'm just grateful for the work that you do. And for those who are listening, Kathy's going to tell you at the end how you can get more information from her if you need this kind of support. 
Yeah. Good. Well, I don't want to make your head hurt. That's what the woman yesterday said is I made her head hurt. I'm like, I don't want to make <laughs> no, your head hurt. It's a compliment. I'm, it's a compliment. I'm excited. Okay, good. Because I'm excited. Like it's hard work. It's like training for a marathon. It's hard work. But you know what? If you do it, you're going to cross the finish line and get it done. So, But that's um, why it's so important to hire people to get the support in the space. Because you're right. As authors, we're way too close to it. Of course, it like makes our head feel like it's going to explode because we need support. And so it's a, it's a true compliment because I'm sure that woman's headache is going to go away very quickly because you love it. You're passionate about it. You remind authors why they should be excited about it. So that that's one of the many gifts that you have that you bring to authors. Oh, thank you. Well, I do think that when you tell your story, you're giving a gift to your reader and keep that in mind and, you know, keep doing the work to get the book out there. Don't get discouraged and, and use your money wisely. I got into this because I had friends who spent so much money on publicity and didn't sell the books and they were disappointed. And, you know, I really am much more of a collaborative promoter because I want them to, you know, nobody's going to sell the book better than the author. So we get them to do that. But I want to talk for a minute, if I can, Ursula, about networking, because I just am a big believer in the power of the network. And when I first left Best Buy, yes, I, please. I hadn't done a lot of work on my network. And frankly, I hadn't really worked on my network while I was at Best Buy. I was juggling three kids and I was an executive coach there. And I didn't have all the network of people that you need inside an organization that know what you're capable of, the community of people you need outside, whether it's to be on a nonprofit or involved in your community or being in places. And I just wasn't very intentional about it. And in starting my business, I knew I needed people around me because I'm very social and I like people and I like to develop them. And what I found is that people have a lot of the same, to use your word, limiting beliefs about networking. You mention that word and they instantly think of somebody that's sort of the biggest networker ever that's handing their business cards and asking for contacts and, you know, really not building a, a relationship for the long term. And I tend to think about networking as, you know, how can I just start introducing myself to people, saying hello, and starting to ask them questions about what they're doing, as well as making introductions and connections. And when you're strategic about your networking and sort of have a process of, you know, why am I going to these events or why do I want to be doing business with these people or what am I doing? Not just about me, but also about them. You start to save time because when I first started my business, I was everywhere. You know, you're like, are my clients here? Are my people here? You know, where are they or how do I do it? Just sort of this you know, frantic feeling. Mm -hmm. And what I found, the more I work with people and have them kind of sit down and think about who am I? Who do I like to work with? Who do I want to be around? What would other people say about me? And start asking those questions and building what I call your inner circle and then your outer circle so that they can refer people to you or they know that what you're about, what kind of person, you know, you are, you know, and I'm coining it sort of this, the paper process because I've got a great last name and, you know, I love to connect people. So, you know, several phone calls and I can figure out, well, how do you get to who the right person is? And, you know, maybe you need an accountant in your business. And I was thinking about how you said Wintra Ellie Strombeck and Wintrust Mortgage. Mm -hmm. And I was just in Chicago and Wintrust was a sponsor of a big sailing event. 
And I was curious, like, well, how did Wintrust get to sponsor that? Because one of my clients is involved in Wintrust as well. And, you know, I just start thinking sometimes about the connections. And what I imagine is somebody from Wintrust loved to sail. And that was how they became a sponsor of that event. And, you know, there are all these people behind these connections. And the more you can kind of find that, the more you can get to really building genuine, strong relationships with people, that that's where the good work happens. You know, you want to do business with people you know, like, and trust. And how do you get to build those relationships so that, you know, people refer you and people recommend you and people know you're able to deliver the good stuff for them? So powerful. And you're right. I mean, often networking can be this box on a list that we check off when we feel good about it because we went to an event. But why did we go there? And who did we meet? And what's the next step? And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think networking can be very, very overwhelming for people, which is perfect, which takes us into some next steps with you. So Kathy, would you tell our listeners about not only your free gift, but also your paper process, the networking coaching session, how they can engage with you there and any other contact information or social media outlets that they can reach you on. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So I have a free product for book marketing and for networking on my website at rockpaperstar.com where you can get 14 days of book launch tips so that you can find out, you know, should I enter book awards? Yes. You know, what do I need to do? All the tips there to help you launch. And then the same for networking. It's on the website. This one's on the product page. And Mm -hmm. I've got the workbook there because I think people sit down for half an hour and actually fill out and think about what it is that you're doing. And then if you want to, you can reach out. I do calls with people, just an intro call so that you can get a better handle on what it is you're doing. And then I've got a book marketing product that's available. I've got a whole bunch of, as I said, a whole bunch of different ways for people to plug in to just plan, be a little bit more planful and strategic about what it is you're doing. So again, relationships are what make it all happen. And maybe I missed it, but did you talk about how they can engage with you for the networking coaching? The networking coaching, yep. I have a networking coaching product that's listed on the Rock Paper Star product page. And so we do coaching and we work on it for 90 days and work on, you know, what is it you're trying to do? How do you build it? How do you get it all together? Fantastic. Kathy, what about social media? Where can we reach you there? Oh, well, if you want to know what my kids are doing, you can check me out on Kathy Paper, MN, on Instagram and social media. Check out Rock Paper Star. We've got a lot of good stuff and good tips on Twitter and Facebook and helping people get connected there. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you for being here today. Before we wrap up, I want to give you the last word. So, you know, often people are listening to the show and they're having a great month in business. And sometimes people might be on the bottom of that roller coaster. What advice do you have for that person? Mm. You know, I would say the best advice I have is one, take a deep breath. And usually you ride the roller coaster, you're sitting next to somebody And if it's a coach or a friend or somebody, let them in because they can help you find that language that will help you get back to the moving up. So I was going to say, Ursula, I really appreciate it. I got to your session from my friend, Terry Johnson, and, you know, I wouldn't say things to myself right now of I am talented you know, you made us do that in the class. And I remember that and really appreciate that. So if you're at the bottom of the roller coaster, 
keep listening, see if you can see Ursula alive, and you know, look next to you. The person on the roller coaster is going to go with you, and you're going to have fun fun on the other way. Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And we've had Terry on the show as well. We love her. I'm so glad she made that networking connection to introduce us. And we're just glad to know you. I feel like you're someone that you're going to be in our circle for a long time. And I know there's different ways that we can support each other. So Kathy, again, thank you for being on the Double Your Sales Now show today. We really appreciate everything you shared. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And for all of our listeners, I know 22 countries and counting, we hear you. Thank you for the messages. We love what you've been sharing and how the show is helping you. We're here to support you. If there's anything we can do, you can email me directly at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com. You could also go to our website, salescoachnow.com. We have a free giveaway there, sales secrets of the top 10%. You can just go to our website and get the download there just by sharing your information. And we, of course, never share your information with anyone else. We keep it privately and we just love to support you. And also we do have sales camp courses coming up in both New Mexico and Minnesota. So go ahead and check those out on the site if you'd like to come and play for a couple of days. We'd love to see you. And with that, we just want to encourage you to make this year your most epic year yet. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.